So with many of its faults, mishaps, misinterpretations, fuck-ups, screw-ups, whatever you want to call it, South Africa is finally winning the battle against this bullshit, plant-based propaganda we are facing globally. been propagated from big food and big pharma. We're using greenwashing terms like plant-based in their stabilizers or food. And these greenwash terms are basically being sold to you, the public, as being not only healthy for you, but good for the environment too. So the South African Department of Agricultural Land Reform and Rural Development, the DALRRD, has imposed stringent labeling rules on plant-based foods with immediate effect and all terms of meaty will be removed from product packaging or manufacturers face banning their sales of their products. Now naturally, most of the searches on Google, if you look at this headline, is from plant-based organizations or they're getting comments from people that are pro-plant-based. So a lot of this stuff is completely against the narrative that's being imposed by the South African government. And I hope that this video imposes a different narrative, one where I'm applauding the South African government and the legislators for actually standing up to big food and big corporate companies that leverage terms used for meat and eggs on their food to actually get sales. So under the new legislation, multiple terms have been banned. These include vegan slash veggie biltong, vegan nuggets, vegan barbecue ribs, plant-based meatballs, plant-based chicken-style trips, among other things. These are all named in the letter from the DALRRD. It is unknown if outlets such as Burger King will be forced to rename their plant-based Whopper. I mean, big, big situation we're facing, <laughs> but honestly, this is big. It's causing a ripple effect, and the fact that it's getting this much attention is a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing, even though you will get the the majority of people that believe that plant-based is good for you, good for the environment, that will be supporting the, the anti-movement to this movement, the people that are against it. And I mean, that imposes a whole different conversation in and of itself. But let's just start with this specific article that I'm referencing in this video. And specifically, they spoke to a company or organization called ProVeg. And ProVeg has commented a few times on what has been said. One of their comments is that ProVeg has commented saying acts are completely, these acts are claiming a monopoly on meat and eggs as terms for food labeling, which is unjust given plant-based items ability to faithfully replicate the eating experience. Now, first of all, monopoly on meat and egg products, a, a, a description of an animal-based food source that we've been eating for millennia, that's not, that's not a monopoly. That is a, that's an instinctual thing that has described a food item, aka a whole food item, a food item that can heal you in a way that's appropriate, meat and eggs. It's as basic as it seems, that's exactly what it is. They go on to say that it's unjust because given the plant-based item's ability to faithfully replicate the eating experience, the point is, is that if mushroom bultong, let's just use that as an example, was good enough on its own, why not call it what it, what it is? It's dried mushroom with a bit of soy sauce on it, like drizzle on it. It's what it is, it's dried mushroom. 
a veggie burger. That is just a monocropped thing, paste that lasts for four years on the shelf. And you'll probably see it four years later because these things don't sell. I mean, you can see corporate stocks like Beyond Meat are just plummeting as we speak. But the point is, is that you are using meat as a method to get your product to sell. Why not call it what it is, you know? It's not about replicating the eating experience. If you were, if it was truly a food item that you can enjoy, just call it what it is, which is not meat and it's not eggs. It's not a whole food source and it's certainly not sustainable if you look into the way these things are produced. Anything that has a shelf life, like some of these plant-based food alternatives, cannot be good for you. It, it, it simply cannot be good for you. In fact, I've spoken to Farmer Angus who owns a regenerative farm in Cape Town and he specifically told me that within the retail business, they look for items of food that can last the longest because it impacts their profits the most. Do you think that big corporates get any sort of money from a small farmstead that gives you the best quality meats and eggs that only last about two, three weeks max on the shelf? No, they don't. And you've got to follow the money in that sense. You've got to, you've got to know that most plant-based food items like these replicas of meats and eggs are corporate driven. They're there to provide you with a sense of eating the meat experience without actually thinking that you are doing no harm. And in fact, these things come in plastic bottles. These things likely get to you on marine destroying ships. They've got ingredients that I wouldn't feed to my dog, aka tons of vegetable and sunflower oil, which is a known carcinogen. These things are not good for you, but these corporates want you to believe that these alternatives are okay. And unfortunately, it's the people that are not informed that get preyed on the most because, again, plant-based is a greenwash term. It is a term that is so embedded. If you go to the average person and you say, what's better, meat or plants? They will immediately tell you plants because that's what the narrative is right now. And that just isn't the case. Now, I'm sure the South African government is gonna get a huge backlash from this, and I probably will too, to some extent. But for me, this is a win. South Africa has a huge opportunity to claim food sovereignty. We have the people, we have the land, we have the resources, we have the knowledge, we have everything, we have this ability to become a food sovereign country, which is becoming rarer and rarer today, especially myself seeing it from this side of this perspective, living in Europe, it's been crazy to see the way the food system works here. And again, people like Farmer Angus is a perfect example of something that we need to be replicating throughout South Africa and throughout the world as a means of sequestering carbon, of creating food systems that are sustainable. And that is the only way to create sustainability. Sustainability is not gonna come from another drug or some magic pill that you throw into the soil that's gonna give you fertility for the rest of its life. No, it's gonna come from a generation. It's gonna come from the animals themselves that create the manure, that create a cycle that's been going on for millions of years that gets beautiful, fresh meats and vegetables onto your plate. And to be clear, I follow this guy, Nathan, on Instagram. 
let me get his surname. Okay, so it's Nathan Mangard. I follow Nathan Mangard on Instagram. And he put up this beautiful video. Have you yet realized that veganism is just another ism? No more meaningful than how many people tell you you are good for being in it. It's unsuitably unsubtle, lacking nuance, and while causing trouble, disguises itself as a haloed angel, all holier than thou as though life is a Disney. I'm not against vegans, I'm against the ism. I'm against the fake virtue that gets pushed on people unwillingly without letting them come to conclusions by themselves. So ProVeg, speaking of vegans, go on. South Africa commented that the white paper failed to address that farming and meat consumption are leading causes of emissions and that evidence suggests switching to a plant-based alternatives could reduce them by up to 50%. That number is completely out of whack. That number is 50%, that number is completely out of whack. If you wanna read a great book, people with way more expertise than myself, Diana Rogers and Rob Wolf wrote a brilliant book called Sacred Cow. But just to give you a bit of an instance, they, through the studies that they assessed, if America, let's just use them as an example, if they had to drop every single agricultural operation just in the blink of an eye, it would only reduce greenhouse gases by 2.5%. That percentage number that people throw around is completely out of tune with the actual science that is run today and that is updated. So again, that book will explain it in a lot more detail. I highly recommend reading that to inform you a bit better. I think it actually was number one on the vegan list on Amazon's books for some time after they went on Joe Rogan, which is pretty incredible. But anyway, this just goes down. If you look deep inside your heart and your soul and you just look at it from a logical level, do you really believe that a cows in a field on pasture are causing more harm then fossil fuels from your car. Or what about your precious luminous yellow bananas that get sent from Colombia to your grocery store every week that get you on marine destroying ships? Or what about your iPhone that got sent here from China and got assembled by some 10 year old kids so you can tweet about how bad the meat industry is? Truth is like a soccer ball. And I don't know if you ever played with a soccer ball as a kid in the pool and you would press it down and you press it down, eventually, over some period of time, and the deeper you go, the soccer ball would find its way to the surface. It would, it would cascade from underneath you, and it would bounce up, and it would shoot out the surface. To me, that's exactly what I feel like is happening now. I feel like more people are understanding the truth that this ism, the veganism, the, the agenda behind it, is just false, it's a false narrative. There needs to be a wider conversation, totally. Do I think that the meats production industry is perfect? Absolutely not. But the answer lies in the problem itself. The answer doesn't lie in drastic policies that remove the system entirely. The answer is in regeneration. So we need to look there, we need to look at what the actual industry is doing, how we can improve it, and how we can move forward through open conversations. This is very timely, and I feel like I just scratched the surface of a subject that I'm super, super passionate about. If you are passionate about it too, please send me in the comments, good or bad, I don't mind. I wanna hear your thoughts. If you did enjoy this or not, uh, give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I really appreciate your support. It's an honor to walk this path with you. And I hope this opens up a conversation for deeper understanding 
not only in South Africa, but globally. So I will catch you in the next episode. It's an honor to walk this path once again with you, and I will see you in the next episode. Cheers for now.